Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Hello and welcome to episode 547 of the Leadcast Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Thinking Cooper. Joining me is uh, only Colton this week. Boo, no Aiden. Boo, no Ryan. Aiden this week. <laughs> hey, he uh, he wanted to take a break. He started a new job uh, yesterday, I think. So uh, pretty excited uh, for him. But we're going to uh, do a bolo this show. Do a do a buo this show. Do you know? a buo. It's like a solo bolo, but with two people. Exactly. What do we have on the show so. today, Nick? We've got three new patrons. Um, some new news. Some very exciting new news, I would say. Yeah. Uh, we've got one starry, uh, and then we're going to jump all the way into the competitive league section. Uh, we'll talk about our friends over at NordVPN, and then close it out with roundtable and mail fight. Colton, how was your week, though? Tell me about your fucking pog week, my guy. Uh, my week was uh, very long. Um, I have been playing a lot of solo queue since the last show. I think last show I was like D3. Uh, I was D1 this morning. Uh, Nick Cooper made me lose two games, so then I uh, got <laughs> demoted. <laughs> um, he, that's, we, hey, we, that's, not, that's not the game. You didn't demote in my in the games i played no 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 no. but if if i uh if, if you had never been in my games if it weren't for that meddling nick i would have continued my no lose only lp go up streak <laughs> true um, sorry i had a different strategy in mind yeah of coin flip every game <laughs> exactly um but still sitting pretty high in d2 um I, I feel like i've been playing pretty well and we'll be able to get back to d1 um nice. We uh, attended a funeral up in Illinois, so that was a, a long ass drive. It was about oh, you nine drove. and a half. Yeah, it's about nine and a half hours both ways. So what a nightmare! Thir- Thursday and Saturday were just driving days. Oh, um, so Sunday was very much a crash, rest, do nothing, and uh, now we're uh, we're we're into Tuesday. So. Uh, that's about it for my week outside of the league i've been playing still binding of isaac got a little bit back into uh into the breach if you've ever played that um i have i have not but i've seen some it looks yeah. uh very interesting yeah it's, I, I really like it yeah it just it feels so good when you like solve it right yeah because like there's there's always i think like several solutions that are good enough then you find one, you're just like, oh, I couldn't have played that any better. Yeah. Like, this is optimal. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's always really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is a 
about it for my week. I don't don't think anything else huge happened, so I'll uh, hand it over to you. You got you do anything fun? Whew. Um, played League of Legends, which is always exciting. Always um, not fun, am I right? I uh, I hate League of Legends. Sometimes it does feel that way. Um, I don't know. I've had not the best week of League of Legends. I would say. Um, I feel like. I have become extremely frustrated at the game uh, and not because of the games like in any poor state or anything like that. I think my characters are a little weaker than I would like them to be. Obviously said everyone ever. Um, I don't think engaged supports are really good right now, but that's okay. Um, otherwise I just get extremely frustrated at um, surprise, surprise my junglers uh, I feel like I'm weak-sided every single game, and that's fine, like, sometimes. But, you know, why am I picking Lissandra when I'm auto-filled mid to receive exactly mm. zero ganks? You know, yeah. why am I picking Tom Kench and, and burning flashes or, or playing Leona and burning flashes to receive zero ganks? It's, uh, it, it's just I am playing the game differently than I um, think. Well, let me rephrase. Um, the choices I think are the right choices in the game appear to be different than uh, my teammates, and that's always a, a frustrating experience. But yeah. I'm only down, I think, 30 LP from my peak this season, nice. which, uh, all things considered, is a modern-day miracle. Um, so, <laughs> Go, Jumping uh, back to, to junglers who uh, weak sure. side, bot side, I, I had a really uh, interesting series of two games where... First game, I had this jungler, like, we were winning bottom, like, top lane won pretty much solo, mid lane was pretty even, and he just, like, power farmed the whole game. Eventually, their trundle just spent, like, four minutes bot repeat ganking, mm -hmm. and we were all, like, flaming him, as well as earlier in the game, like, top lane had asked for a gank, and he was like, don't play for my ganks. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, like, such a fucking stupid thing to say as a jungler. <laughs> um... But so we ended up losing that game because our jungler, while like he power farmed, like everyone else got ahead and he still did basically nothing in team fights, even with all that farm. Mm -hmm. uh, so like everyone on our team was flaming him and he was like flaming all of us back. But, you know, like ah, everything I did was right. Like it's, it's all yeah. your fault. Next game, he's the enemy jungle um, and he camps the ever-loving shit out of bot lane I, I was playing cassio with ash support and we were dumpstering this tarik zaya like it was i think we we're up about like 30 cs by like level five or six um, yeah wow yeah we That's were crazy <laughs> we were shitting on them and then like mm -hmm. he started like just perma ganking bottom and they kept killing us but like we were still like maintaining cs lead and out trading mm -hmm. and it just felt like it was so fun continuing to talk shit because i was just like you went from not knowing bot existed to ganking bot 11 times and the lane's still losing that's so funny <laughs> yeah oh, oh god and i was just like i <laughs> i said like thanks for the lp back and then he was like i'm glad there's a rioter in this game because then you'll actually get banned for flaming and i'm like dude nice <laughs> Me thanking you for LP is not toxic enough that I'm going to get banned. For also, real. what kind of, like, I'm going to tell my mommy behavior is there's <laughs> a rioter employee in this game. I mean, also, if that's the only thing you said all game, then, like, 
come on, come on, my, my uh, there, guy. There, like, there were several of us, like, flaming him. Because, like, he was flaming his team. His team was flaming him. And then me and our top laner from the game prior were also flaming him in all chat. I see. That's so funny. But it was just hilarious. Because, like, everyone on both sides just like, dude, you're delusional. You're so bad. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> um, so funny. So, yeah, it's, it's always fun um, to be, like, I feel like it is one of those things that's really nice to be, like, high enough elo that when you play with somebody and you feel like they single-handedly lost you the game, it's like, queue up again so I can get my LP back yeah. from you. Yeah. Oh, it's so Sometimes. Some, and then you fucking lose to them again and it feels so bad. Yeah. Or, or yeah, or, like, they pop off next game. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So that was, that was fun. Also, uh, Cassiopeia Bottom, so fun. So good. Yeah, I, th- I actually think Cassiopeia is really, really strong right now. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, she's not the the most mobile character, but just take Flash Ghost and you always fight. And yeah, nah, if you, you if you hit poison, if you hit, po- I think Flash. I mean, I don't know. I think Ghost is just OP, but that's my maybe my. I, I think Ghost is better for team fights. In like I guess I'm mid, thinking like mid game. as well. Yeah, like a, a mid Cassiopeia versus a um. Uh, bot lane one yeah whereas yeah like i played it one one game into lucian nami uh actually and the other game into Ooh. uh into lucian uh renan no, interesting no, no. no sorry zayat zayatark but mm. I, I don't know yeah like having the exhaust you just don't lose against any ad carry and then once yeah. you get your Everfrost, it's just like Everfrost, W, R, you never get to move. Fuck you. I was going to mention, I think it's really interesting you went Everfrost because I do think her best mythic is, um, uh, oh God, what's the, Leandries. I think uh, I think her best, myth, best mythic is Leandries, but I saw you were running it um, with uh, pretty, pretty good success. Yeah, at, at least the last time I checked, and I, I think it's still the case, I think most one trick casses run mm. everfrost interesting i would have just thought the the obviously the damage over time stacking with the damage over time plus the ability haste being mm-hmm. you know really good for her ease yeah i think it's more that the the everfrost like guarantees then you get to land a second q which then like doubles the damage of your e that's fair yeah um plus it's more ap you already have as much haste as you kind of need in the build um and it's you're just like beefier can always use more uh more ap or yeah. more more haste no nah, no nah, i can only mash e so fast faster you gotta go faster um but yeah anyway for my week uh it was um i mean yeah that, that was pretty much it so uh we'll get on to the show i suppose yeah we've got um, three new patrons uh anivia jungle my balls are gin and brady thank you guys for uh joining us make sure to to link your discord and patreon account so you can get into the the secret patron lounge which has been commandeered as a channel for posting pet pictures which I yeah i thought it was really funny i thought it was really funny that i asked for um something that you'll need to something pretty exciting for the uh for the show um and if that doesn't entice you hop in the um hop in the patron discord and uh you know, see what it is. Uh-huh. It, I think I'm pretty excited for it, yeah. but I did like that. Um, I posted that and then like people, people seem to be receptive to it, like, which is great. Like, and then someone said, 
pets pets only and it got way more uh more traction which uh, oh yeah it was just I, funny i, I like, think it's just right like cause it's so much easier to just, oh yeah like, yeah yeah grab a picture of your pet but no that, I, that I thought was it was hilarious. funny yeah um, I, I remember scrolling up and seeing your request and being like oh there's no no real answers to this and like brick wall of yeah <laughs> brick wall of uh of pets mm-hmm. hey i'm not i'm not gonna complain um so yeah we i don't think we have any lead cast news so we are just gonna hop right into the show we've got two things to talk about this week two that are uh well two that are pretty exciting i suppose first up is uh patch 1215 and we'll jump right into it akali's w energy restoration and max energy bonus is being increased so some slight buffs for uh for everyone's favorite ninja for Bugali. Uh, Gwen, Q, true damage conversion decreased. Fuck you, competitive Gwen players. It's absolutely insane how this character, like, continues to be nerfed, but Mm -hmm. for good reason, I'm sure. Uh, I also find it funny that, like, how strongly people's opinions were, like, four nerfs prior that she was in a good spot and balanced. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's cracked. Mm, I don't think she's ever been in a good spot, if we're being honest. Um, anyway, next up is Callista, whose base attack damage is being decreased. Yep. Uh, Kenan, W cooldown has been decreased. It's up, I think, 10 damage. And the ultimate ability power ratio has increased. Ooh, that's kind of scary, uh, kind of scary, uh, bust for him. As Lee a Sin. Kenan player, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lee Sin's Q, W, and E reactivation energy costs are decreased, so... Q, W, and E2 um, are are uh, less energy than they were previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leona, the Q mana cost has been decreased at all ranks, and the ultimate crowd control duration increased. So, so stun went from 1.5 to 1.75, mm-hmm. and 10 flat mana off Q. Yeah, so very, very small buffs. I don't expect this to, to mean anything. Um, a change that I kind of do expect to mean something lilia her passive damage cap against monsters is increased so uh hey even faster jungle clear speed for uh for lilia yeah but her passive is based off of percentage health right um yes so i feel like but but it looks like this is um this caps it at 50 so i imagine i imagine you're still i mean a lot of camps have you know a lot of hp Mm -hmm. yeah i like I, i think it'll slightly increase her like clear but i don't know if it'll like i don't think it'll be take over the game crazy like i i think she's already at that point is my Uh, is my uh my thing um i think she is a very very strong jungler probably like probably one of the best team fighting junglers in the game if you have flash up which is not hard to do you know um but uh yeah i mean that's kind of where i'm at with um with the character <laughs> they should just make her ability do like 300 percent damage to minions that'd be a a good way to make a jungler fair and balanced like Diana. i think so too <laughs> so fine. yeah uh, after lilia we've got master yi the e cooldown no longer decreases with points put into it so it's a flat 18 instead of 18 scaling down to 14 um interesting uh because i think this character needs a little bit more nerfs than then listed here, we'll, I think we'll talk about his current item path soon. Uh, I think that was touched in this in this patch, but we'll talk about it. 
Uh, we'll see. Kiana's uh, passive bonus damage attack. I'm sorry. Passive bonus attack damage scaling is decreased, and the first strike bug is removed. Yeah. So, I think um you could proc first strike twice. You would no. You, you proc, would her proc her passive, passive twice. twice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but it required like a very specific combo, but. If you're a decent Keanu player, you know how to do very specific combos. Yeah, um, that character's all all about like muscle memory for mm-hmm. uh, for that sort of thing. So yeah. Uh, up next, we've got Ramis. The R cooldown is down at early ranks, but it gets uh, it's a little longer at max rank. The range on it is a little bit further. The speed of the like power bomb is faster. And I believe it can go even further if you're going faster. Ooh, nice. That's uh, some some small changes. I think the character needs way more help than that, but yeah, that's okay. Uh, maybe he's not supposed to be, you know, first pick every single game. <laughs> um, next up is Shen. His E passive energy refund is increased later. Yep, uh, singed. Passive bonus move speed is increased, the per target cooldown is decreased, and the stats you get from his ultimate are increased at the earlier ranks. Pretty small buffs overall. I don't think this will make a huge difference. If you are if you play Singed, you didn't stop playing Singed. If you yeah. don't play Singed, this isn't going to be enough to make you play him. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I think he's like pretty fringe, like good at the very least, and... Uh slowly slowly becoming more meta i've seen definitely more singe than than i'd like <laughs> yeah i think he's like a b tier mm-hmm. um cool Siver is up next her attack damage growth is decreased the e cooldown is increased at all ranks and the ultimate cooldown is increased at uh all ranks as well so some nerfs to uh almost every ability actually yeah she's uh kind of cracked she is quite quite strong i would say yeah I think she'll still be very strong, um, even with these nerfs. I like. I think this is taking her from like uncontested number one best eighty carry to okay. There's probably like two other eighty carries who are in the same tier as me. Yeah, but she's yeah. still like S tier for sure. At least gives her some com- some more competition for sure. Yeah. Uh, next, we've got Talia. Her E cooldown has been increased at all ranks. The duration of her ultimate wall has been decreased. So some uh, some nerfs, I think, particularly focused for mid lane Talia, but, I mean, it's going to affect any Talia. Yeah. Uh, Q cooldown is decreased at all ranks, and the uh, the magic damage it deals is increased. Um, I don't know if you said well. Thresh, but this is for Thresh. Oh, do, I, I thought I said Thresh, but maybe I didn't. <laughs> I, Discord might have just cut it off, but I just heard Hey, Q it's for decreased. Thresh. It's for Thresh. Uh, and final champion on the patch notes, we've got Zed. The energy cost on his E has been decreased, and his W shadows mimic his abilities now, no matter how far away he is from them. The range was 2,000 before, so it's really, really low likelihood that that's ever going to make a difference, but it, it could. Yeah, a very, very tiny, like, slight maybe buff i mean it's definitely a buff i guess yeah it's just like yeah, it's, how how realistic is this like in, it's in a most buff scenarios. that will affect you affect you in like 0.5 percent of games yeah which hey maybe is a is a good buff you know yeah 
Um, cool. Then we have some item changes. Divine Sunderer. Uh, the heal is going down by 10%. Mercurial Scimitar's magic resist is going up. And the active duration for QSS is um, going up as well. And that's applying to the non-crit option Silver Mirror Dawn. Uh, first Strike's bonus true damage is being wait, lowered. Wait, no, to... you got to back that up. Because Silvermere Dawn doesn't, oh, doesn't get the bonus move speed and it doesn't have it increased. Now it's just it, the bonus tenacity is increased. Who would have known? Because no one ever, ever builds these items. Yeah, when I when I saw that, when I was reading through it, I was like, wait, Silvermere Dawn? That's an item? Yeah. I thought that was only in like Nexus Blitz. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, and then First Strike has its true damage lowered from 10% to 9%. Yeah, which is pretty negligible. Uh, Zon Clash is coming. Ultimate Spellbook has some uh, specific buffs and nerfs for champions. Uh, RP price increases is coming August 19th. Um, so again, if you were planning on getting some, do it before the 19th. Uh, or just Maybe don't buy any for a little bit because they uh, increased the price of everything but didn't increase the value of what you're buying. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, looks like they're doing some competitive system stuff with duos, but it doesn't look like there's any concrete changes it, in here. It looks like um, the... Um, uh, what was it? The... Restriction for Apex tier Master Grandmaster Challenger players not being able to duo applies to um, MMR as well. So not just rank, but MMR. Okay, that makes sense. Additionally. Yeah, it does. I think it kind of sucks, um, like having any restriction. But at the very least, I can understand, I suppose. Um, so cool. That's it for the patch. We're going to get into something well, a little more. about skins. We oh, I did forget about Monster Tamer Sorry. Lulu. Uh, we've got Zapma, and we've got Monster Tamer Vigar. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they all next, have They do. Next, we have something more exciting. Sorry, I couldn't wait. Um, we've got the Udyr VGU. His abilities are out. His um, uh, uh, his the, the visuals are out. Um, it looks really, really cool. In my opinion, a lot of people... Some people I've seen not enjoying it, but that's okay. Um, so first up, we have his passive called Bridge Between. So he has two parts. Uh, part one is Awakened Spirit. He has four basic abilities that swap between stances, uh, like Old Udyr. He can periodically recast his active stance to awaken it for bonus effects with a shared cooldown between stances. So this is like uh, if you bear stance and then bear again you uh gain a um like a super bear ability yeah almost. i think i think comparing it to karma would be like the best thing where like yeah that's that's a good comparison right like every and again it's on one cooldown for all four stances yeah one of them you get to empower and do like special q special w special e special r and again yeah it's after you've cast whatever ability so it's like I would be like double tapping E to do the stampede and then powerful stampede. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's going to be a uh, super cool. I would say um, it almost feels like he has an ultimate now, um, you know, versus, Hey, I just have four stances and that's really all I can do. 
um, to, to be able to do more than that is, is going to be really cool. Um, awesome. And then we have the, the typical, um, you know, previous passive of, uh, monk training. Um, each time he enters or awakens a stance, his next two attacks gain attack speed and will refund some of his awakens cooldown. Um, so rewards you stance swapping, obviously to get a, uh, a lower cooldown. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much, uh, the character or the, the passive. His Q is wilding claw. He gains a burst of attack speed and his next two attacks deal bonus physical damage. So kind of like old Udyr, but, uh, for two attacks, um, and no dot his next one, uh, when he awakens his Q, he gains even more attack speed and his next two, his next two attacks chain lightning off of the target, bouncing up to six times. Lightning can, um, strike the same target multiple times, dealing heavy damage to isolated targets. So, uh, I guess there's your, your, your dot. Um, very similar to uh, to old tiger stance, um, and now this is bear stance. So his bear stance is now, or his tiger stance is now bear stance. Um, his W is iron mantle. He gains a shield, and his next two attacks restore health. And when you awaken it, you gain a bigger shield, and his next two attacks heal even more. And he restores a percentage of max health over the next few seconds. His E is Blazing Stampede. He gains a short burst of move speed. His first attack against the target while in this stance lunges a short distance and stuns them. So same as Bear Stance now. Uh, when you awaken it, you gain even more move speed and briefly become immune to crowd control. And his ultimate is, I'm, I'm sorry, his R stance is Wingborn Storm. He temporarily summons a storm around him that slows and damages nearby units. His next two attacks cause the storm to pulse, dealing bonus magic damage. And when you awaken it, he unleashes the storm, causing it to deal additional damage and chase after nearby enemies. So uh, they've they and and for theme wise, I guess they've moved him more towards a uh, Freljordian theme, um, with the exception of Spirit Guard Udir, which still has that Ionian um, influence with like bear st- or tiger stance and things like that. Yeah, that was the one of the things where yeah they went from the tiger turtle bear phoenix to now it's like bear ram boar it's phoenix bear it's bear boar ram ram and, and phoenix, phoenix yeah so, yeah so took out they took out our turtle and our tiger and they gave us boar and now i'm forgetting the other one ram mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I think it's, um... it's, it's pretty sick like the and honestly, the E change, I think, is, like, the biggest thing because it gives him a way in to say, like, okay, I, I have the choice to use my awakened E to get in, be immune to crowd control, but then I'm going to be a little bit less effective because of it. Well, I think what you just said is the is the magic word, choice. Uh, yeah. Now he has some, some options where, hey, sometimes it's going to be, I mean, most of the time it's going to be optimal just to awaken your E run really fast and uh you know become cc immune but sometimes you're going to want the 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 extra shield the extra healing from from w sometimes you're going to want the storm to chase on its own and start slowing by itself um i think there's like a lot of options that he can he can run with which i i think is the really coolest part of this um this change and uh, i'm pretty excited they in my opinion they kept the identity of the character um as this you know stance swapping auto attack based um you know melee jungler 
and sort of just modernized it, which uh, uh, I, I think is exactly what the character needed. Because his theme, I, his theme is really cool to me, um, you know. But it's very cool. I, I like it a lot. We'll have to see uh, how he looks. What are, you, what are your thoughts, Colton? I mean, I think I think he looks really cool. It it seems like he's probably going to be pretty strong when he comes out. I'm looking forward to playing him. I think he's going to fit very nicely into the current meta, which is pretty beneficial to tanky bruisers. And mm-hmm. I think he's much tankier than a lot of them naturally. So I, I would not be surprised to see some unkillable Udyrs running around in my game, like power farming, murdering champions, just absolutely taking over. Yeah. Which I, which I think is really cool and is, is kind of what the character's always been known for um one of the coolest things uh about this particular reveal is that they had trick 2g uh play test it um and then was the first to to actually release the the video whenever it came out so it was uh definitely definitely like the appropriate thing to do given that this this person is the reason that udir was played at all like at some point in league of legends life um so definitely, I mean, definitely really cool to see. Yeah, it's also really exciting that he's finally going to be let out of his cage at Riot Games in LA. <laughs> like, he's been yeah. in there for like a year now. Uh, only a year, I hope. Like, <laughs> probably longer. No, it's uh, very cool. Very cool to see. So Definitely. Um, awesome. That's it for our new news. Would you like to read our story? Yeah, we've got a five-star review from Jacques Grande who says, awesome show, five stars. Only a league podcast I listen to. I don't care about LCS or any of that jazz. I love getting to listen to all the patch notes while I drive to work instead of having to take time out of my day to read them. They have great recommendations on some off-meta champs, roles, and builds. Also interesting that you can write in an email with a question or comment and they will discuss it. As a Patreon supporter, I appreciate having my summoner name read out once a month. Sorry for the long review. Keep up the great work, guys. Jock Lecoq Grande. Awesome. We are going to move into the competitive league section where we have two pieces of news. First up, Huni has officially retired. Uh, the press announcement came literally today. Um, so, it you know, I, as someone who has not always been like a Hooney fan. He hasn't played for CLG, so it's been hard to to cheer for someone who just constantly beats my team. Um, <laughs> he's been a part of some incredibly iconic League of Legends teams. Uh, I mean, the Fnatic team with Rainover, which looked absolutely dominant in, mm-hmm. uh, in EU. Um, I believe he had an undefeated split in, uh, in North America um, on... What team was that? Maybe Immortals when they first came in? Maybe? You're asking um, the wrong guy. I'll, I'll, I'm going to look into it uh, for sure. Okay. But um, definitely, uh, I'm sorry. He had a 17-1 and one split in... Uh. Uh, and I think that was IMT because I think the only loss they, they suffered that year was from CLG. Ayo. Um, but yeah, 18-0 and 0 in EU. 17-1 and 1 split in LCS. 16-2 and 2 in LCK, which I think a lot of people don't remember like yeah after enough, he popped off in NA and EU, he's like i'll do a i'll do a split for on t1 yeah he's one na he's uh I'm, I'm sorry he's not one na he's one um 
uh, MSI. He's had multiple, like, uh, he's had a final appearance, multiple regional championships. Um, it's just a, a very decorated player, and uh, uh, I'm, I'll be happy that CLG won't be playing him, but definitely sad to see uh, a fan favorite yeah. leave, uh, leave the LCS. Was there um, anything in the announcement talking about his plans after? Because, like, if he wanted to go into anything like content creation or competitive league adjacent being that like a a coach uh i think his current plan is to coach um i am not 100 percent sure if it said anything in the um in the doc or in the announcement um but that was his his plan with um tsm was to uh to continue coaching solo there or not solo solo is their current top lane um but I think he was going to help coach whoever Solo replaced. So. Okay. Very cool. Um, hopefully he enjoys retirement. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Awesome. Uh, and then we have a, finally, a competitive league ruling for uh, Peter Zhang, which, if you don't remember the name, uh, was the individual who um, kind of fucked around with contracts and player money uh, at TSM. Um it, the most yeah. notably, he requested his player sell his car to help his. He requested the player he was representing to uh, or or coaching to sell their personal vehicle so that his mother could receive uh, medical treatment. I believe was the uh, was the official reason that he gave. Yeah, so I'll I'll read the TLDR from the official post just yeah, to I think again idea. give a quick recap. Uh, so Peter Zhang, Peter Zhang Yi, permanently banned from any association or affiliation with a team or organization in a riot-sanctioned competition for engaging in what we believe to be alarming and unethical behavior towards current and former TSM players and staff. Peter Zhang violated the LCS rule set as well as the LCS eligibility and release agreement by diverting portions of player salaries to accounts belonging to Peter Zhang and his associates by misleading and failing to fully compensate a former TSM player for the sale of the player's car and by soliciting loans from TSM players and staff. Yeah, so he was skimming from player contracts. I think he was... Also, like, hey, I'll get you a contract if I can take 10 off the top. Mm-hmm. He was soliciting players for loans, not paying players for, the, like, a whole bunch of really shitty stuff with money. Uh, and very rightly so, he is permanently banned from all Riot competition, any get your games, anything in the ecosystem. Like, th- that is the appropriate response for yeah, this he, he got the death penalty for, yeah. uh, for good reason. Mm-hmm. um definitely won't be missed <laughs> no so it, it I, i'm sure it took a while for i guess like legal cases and you know just making sure they got all the information um but definitely the the right call uh and you know good job good job riot games <laughs> yeah cool would you like to tell me about nord vpn sure uh, so NordVPN, our sponsor this week, is coming at you with a pretty sick combo with their, uh, you know, their state-of-the-art threat protection. Uh, I'm trying to find the exact name of the combo here, um, but 
while I look for that, I can tell you that they are the leading VPN service. They've got a great malware blocker. You can generate and store strong passwords as well as you can protect and encrypt files onto the cloud. Um, again, on top of that, you've got their great VPN service, Lightning Fast. You can set it up from all sorts of servers in hundreds of countries. Um, I think it's hundreds, maybe uh, I'm, I'm dumb. I don't know how many countries there are. But, uh, you know, you can, you can do all that. You can get the one click or no click. Um, you can do all of that by going to nordvpn.com forward slash leaguecast. It's going to be risk-free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And again, if you use our link, nordvpn.com forward slash leaguecast, you're going to get a bonus month as well as a discount, um, as well as getting access to all those great features like that password protection, the password locker, cloud encryption, malware blocker, all that great stuff that you can get again by going to nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. Let me tell you, it has been such a lifesaver this week. Uh, my girlfriend and I are currently watching series 10 of Taskmaster, um, which previously has been entirely on YouTube for, for free. Um, but suddenly became region locked when we got to, I think, episode three. Um, so we were able to uh, to bypass that with a VPN. I quickly, quickly moved from Atlanta to um, to London, if you guys were curious, uh, with the, the touch Sneaky. of a button, quite literally. Um, so very, very cool. Um, thank you to NordVPN for sponsoring us. So let's do the round table. Yeah, uh, we've got a table of the round. Mm -hmm. So if you guys don't recall, last week's question was, if you were a Star Guardian, what would your familiar be? A.K.A. if this wasn't a league related question, what's your favorite animal? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's so, funny. so on Twitter, uh, Dragon Tamer said, just a dragon. It's in my name. Cool. <laughs> Uh, Marik said, I want a Poro as my familiar. They're so cute and funny, and I love them very much. It's a great answer. I, I didn't nice. think about Poros. Mm -hmm. uh, Anarchy Hamster said, my familiar would for sure be a crow. They're smart, loyal, and a group is called a murder. Edgelord, yes, but still too cool. <laughs> taking them back from Swain. Uh, and Nos Iho said, my familiar be a dolphin. Can't really explain why, but I feel like that would be a good fit, and I just love them. Uh, we nice. also got some answers here from the Discord. The Archivist said, mine would be a Breloom from Pokemon. I, I'm not familiar with that Pokemon. Um, Lord of Sunlight said, Clippy the office assistant. That's so funny. That's so good, actually. <laughs> Looks like you're rage queuing after getting counterpicked. Would you like help closing the client and going outside? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, quality Close. answer. So good. That's uh, so funny. And Jack from Discord said, An easy button for show. Gotta tilt the opponent. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so again, those were last week's answers. This week's roundtable question submitted by one of our listeners, Big Mike, is which champion do you think you could take in hand-to-hand -hand combat? All right. I'm going to immediately make an editor's note. Um, I think we should name this, or I think we should re-ask it, what is the strongest champion you could take in hand-to-hand yeah. -hand combat? Because I think each of us could beat up Yumi, for instance, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But like... Some of us could beat up, um, 
I don't know. I'm having trouble thinking of, of anyone else. Like maybe someone could beat up Leeson, you know, that would be kind of mm. hard, but maybe we've got a fucking just yoked bodybuilder, Man, uh, I, like <laughs> MMA fighter, you know? I, I, I think honestly so badly, I, I want to do this for like every champion. That might be a, a, I think that'd be a hilarious Patreon show is we just went through the champion list. And do you think you could beat this person in a fight? <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good. <laughs> Um, hey, it'll be it'll be your month this this month. So there you go. Uh, strongest character, I think I could beat in hand to hand combat. I mean, I feel like I could probably beat any of the eighty carries because they're used to like using guns and stuff. Okay, okay. So hand to hand combat, like what what's Jin gonna do, man? I'm a I'm a run up and I'm a grab him by the mask and I'm a spike his skull to the ground. Yeah, but if he punches you that fourth time, holy <laughs> shit, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Definitely not most of the tanks. I don't think I could damage them. Yeah, I don't think so either. It's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at the list now. Like, hand-to-hand combat. I bet I could beat up Annie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say Kane. He's a little he's a little skinny e-boy. I'm going to beat his ass. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Fuck you, Kane. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say Aurelian Soul, and I think I win. Um, I don't, I don't know about that. I feel he doesn't, like he doesn't have, he doesn't have access to stars. Yeah, but he's so what like else does he do? The size of a planet. Yeah, I punch the Earth every single day, and it never punches me back. So <laughs> actually, according to Isaac Newton, it does. <laughs> it doesn't punch me. Um, actually, <laughs> I, I really hope we get some answers that are just like Nautilus, <laughs> just like yeah, that'd be so funny. Break your hands. Mordekaiser and I die instantly. <laughs> Any of the Yordles, man. Let me let me beat up Timo. Let's fucking go. I don't know. Timo's a f- a menace though. He's like, a sneaky little menace. I don't, I'll beat him up. I'll okay. beat his ass. All right, bud. You say furry, Timo. furry little Yordle. Let's go. Hey, if you want to answer, you can send us an email: mailcastpodcast.com. Answer on Facebook, Twitter, or our Discord server. Yeah. Let's jump into mail fight. The first email is from Lisp Sync. Hey, Lee Cast Crew, I'm back. That's right. It's, it's Lisp Sync. I'm no longer a lurker after hearing you all giggle and enjoy my email last week, but I have one complaint. Aiden didn't read my five starry that I messaged him last week, and I demand financial compensation in the form of a Yumi game. I will be stalking your UGG and waiting for that game to pop up, uh, giving the bliss and reward I crave for going to the trouble of screen shooting, screenshotting and typing out the sub 100 character message. Years of academy training only to be ignored by the second highest win rate Tom Kench in the podcast. Therefore, I'm not sorry for the length of this email with love lisp lisp sync. Uh, actually is higher than me right now in win rate by i think two percent Ooh, get wrecked nick yeah it's truly unlucky i played games and i lost so Ooh, that's yeah, that <laughs> um <laughs> that being said you should email or message him again because he's not here and he won't be able to uh to reply to you um yeah but yeah i think that would be uh well hopefully we hear from you next week mm-hmm. uh next email is from elliot says, listening to your off-meta picks, I recently played a game with a friend, and I suggested we go full tank team. We had Sedge, Top, Zach, Jungle. I played Orn, Mid. We had Poppy, Tom, Kench, Bot. Holy fuck, it was so rough early, but we won eventually because our Poppy went 17, 6, and 12. Jesus. Uh, but it got to the point that even their 9-0-0 Samira... This was at five minutes, by the way. Uh-oh. Uh, I don't know. At five minutes? How is that remotely possible? Yeah. 
uh, I guess wow. jungle ganks. Like they gank bottom and she got triples. <laughs> Three times before five minutes. Maybe I, there okay, is okay. A, a nasty level one. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, couldn't even win. And we eventually got the Orin upgrades and just off, outfought every team fight. Also, Orin does disgusting damage. True. It was fun. Elliot. Nice. That sounds really fun. Yeah, doing full theme teams like that is a lot of fun. For sure. Maybe we should try that for a community night sometime. It's just like have a list of like, okay, your team is playing five supports, five eighty carries, so, five tanks. There was uh, one night, I know Aiden's done this more, but when challenges first came out, um, you, we, we were queuing for normals and we were playing um, the regional teams um that that they have listed in the client oh, so everyone yeah. was everyone was like freljord everyone was uh bandle city things like that um it definitely fun i would be down to do it for um for community night i think we did that one time in community night as well um so yeah awesome thank you elliot and enjoy your more off meta picks next email is from casey stranger Hey all, this is a follow-up to my question from last week where I asked about item builds with Vi as a particular example. I was actually less interested in the particular example of Vi and more interested in your general thought process on evaluating builds. Um, what sort of general information do you look at and how do you make those judgment calls? I'm interested in any general tips that might help me evaluate better on my own. Thanks. Casey Stranger. Okay, so we missed the point of his, uh, his, his email this week, but we'll correct it this week. So personally, um, I think your your step one should be to um, evaluate like what exactly your champion does. Um, if your champion is an auto attack based champion, you probably you probably can get away with building some um, you know some auto attack based items. If your champion is a champion that doesn't want to auto attack, hey, don't build Blade of the Rune King or something like that. Um, and then you can start to to you know dive deeper into okay well they are pretty ad burst heavy so i'm gonna i'm gonna build um death dance because it'll keep me alive through that burst and then you know if i survive with the armor it'll uh you know it'll heal me back up um and i i guess like that's how i would begin um i'm not really sure how to proceed from there because it's it, it's something that's like second nature i think to the three of us um where okay we have an auto attack based um attack speed you know carry i'm gonna build frozen heart because it's really good versus you know attack speed yeah um, i so one thing i would say is just like i think in general would be that most games your build is going to be pretty static and uh, like as important as it is to adjust your build when needed it's just not needed most games um yeah so i'd say that like that's one of the first things you want to do well i i think it depends on the role like if you're playing ad mm. carry there's not a lot of times when um like when your build is going to change maybe you'll slot in a defensive item wherever you can uh and base it on who you're playing against um but I, I feel like for the most part, it, it it should vary, but only only slightly. You know, maybe your maybe the variation would be I'm gonna go fro, uh, freezy fist this game, frostfire gauntlet instead of sunfire cape because I'm not gonna be able to auto attack a bunch and I need to like just just hold them down for my team. Yeah, like so I think for most for most games and I would say most games most roles, 
your core stays the same and your option your 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 like primary choices are what boots do i get if you're not like an ad carry or a mid laner so like support jungle and top laner i think typically have more of a decision of what boots do i go mm -hmm. and then a lot of times it's just which of my items do i go first right so like yeah okay if yeah, i'm trying a, to get a, a three item it. build of like you know sunfire randuins and spirit visage it's like okay if i'm against physical i'll go randuins first and then visage or if i'm against ap now again you can certainly mix it up a lot more beyond that and it can be really effective so if i'm like playing orn top and i'm against a quinn i'm gonna rush you know steel caps into bramble Mm -hmm. as my like first item whereas if i'm against like a mundo i'm probably just going to go right into my sunfire yeah um but ultimately i think it's just a question of like identifying your goals the enemy's goals and then what does this item either do to advance my position or prevent them from getting where they want to be yeah um so i yeah again i think the the boot choice is one of the biggest ones of like is this a a uh steel caps game or merc treads game because that's always like a tough choice to make because mm -hmm. most teams have significant auto attack damage and significant cc um and then again there are those situational items like frozen heart is really good against attack speed carries um if obviously if you're against characters with like heavy suppressions like mal's or skarner you're gonna want a qss um but i i think ultimately like when yeah when it comes to trying to figure out a good build it's really about just like what am i trying to do what is the enemy trying to do and then how will the, those items affect things mm -hmm. um and if you want to save yourself a little bit of time and mental energy just look at people who one trick the character because if they have 2000 games on it they know what the best core build is most likely yeah um again you know if they if they have a lot of games on it and they're a pretty good player like just emulate it because mm -hmm. for example when we were talking about cassiopeia like i i used to always go leandries and i i looked at like all the one tricks were going um frost or we're going frost fang ever frost yeah. ever frost um and i tried it and it worked really well and i started using it and i was just like it doesn't make sense in my head why this is better but, mm -hmm. you know, these people who have a ton of games on this character prefer it for some reason. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, hopefully that helps a bit. Nice. Yeah. Good luck, Casey. Mm -hmm. Next email is from MIB, Mib. Uh, hey, hey, Leadcast. I'm mailing in because I had an idea for a new game mode for a while, and I wanted to know your thoughts on it. It comes down to an adaptation game mode where you get to choose a different playstyle for your character. For example, take Lissandra, you'd be able to choose to play her support and her abilities would be altered. My idea was that her ult could now be castable on teammates as well to save them from assassination. Uh, her W, the Ring of Frost, uh, could now be able to heal teammates and give her or give them a shield. These small things could entirely change the way your champion plays. If every character could have two or three adaptation choices, it could create some very crazy new metas and unique combos. It would be hilarious to see Yumi jungle or Gwen 80 carry or something. Do you guys think this is a good idea for a game mode? 
or will this just create more chaos in the game? Kind regards, Bib. Yeah, um, it's a I, fun idea. It would just be so hard to implement. <laughs> I think the the way to go about this is um, not to. Uh, hmm, it, well, it's not the way that I think you're posing it, but instead, like a sort of talent system yeah. that you would that you would have in a really good example is um oh god uh like any any roguelite um uh, dark cells is that what it's called dark cells dead cells, dead cells that's it How, <laughs> I, boy i, I haven't uh, played that game but i uh, you guys are you guys are lucky i pulled that one <laughs> or uh gunfire reborn where you know you have abilities baseline and then as you progress through the game, you can unlock talents to further enhance them. So, you know, maybe Lissandra's Q, um, uh, maybe her Q starts out as base Lissandra, you know, it hits a target and then splinters once. Uh, and then maybe you find a talent to add one splinter. So it, it, it then splinters twice, you know, it, uh, it'll splinter, I guess, behind and then behind again to to this yeah. huge like aoe cone and like i think that's the way to do this is is to have like you know preset talents that you would pick and try to build a character from the ba- from from you know base league of legends up yeah. as a uh as a um uh a, a game mode yeah and i think like that that is probably how i'd want to see it where it's like okay your q has like two or three alterations and you get to like pick one or you, you like you know you, you have a maximum of like five points, so you could put three points into Q alterations, and then like have no adjustment on your W or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the biggest issue with this is that it's just like an absolute fuck ton of work to implement this and make it actually work yeah. for very little payoff. Where we have seen this actually done in the star guardians game mode where it was a lot more feasible because it was only like eight characters that they had to do it for is that the that's the one where they beat like kane at the end right yeah yeah right so you could be like Mm -hmm. i want you know i'm playing jinx i want to have mega ultimates or i want to put down a million traps or i want to like right like you you had several options there that you could build those alterations and when you do it as pve or on a very limited roster like that like you can actually do that and have it work. Mm. Whereas, again, if you tried to do that for, like, every single character, it would just, like, they'd be building a whole new game that would just take so long. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, it would be a lot of fun. <laughs> it would be a lot of fun. I would I would play a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And, and this is... This is yeah, I, I mean, I could see this if they ever did, like, a League of Legends 2 mm-hmm. being a thing where it's, like, maybe... At, at, you know, fifth rank in an ability, you get to choose to add an alteration or, like, you can purchase an alteration at a certain point where it's, you know, maybe, you know, Misfortune Q gets one extra bounce or I can choose to just have it, like, deal, you know, more crit damage or I could choose to have it uh, be, like, a longer range, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's so much you could do with it, for sure. Yeah, and, and you know, with different... Uh, um, rarities on the talents and upgrades that you get. Maybe one of them is like, "Hey, Misfortune Q will instantly kill the first target minion that you hit." You know, like it, it's guaranteed that you are going to kill, you know, the 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 small minion or monster that you that you 
Q1. So that way you always get the Q2. But yeah, I mean, stuff like that. It would be really fun. Um, thank you, Mib, M-I-B. Uh, our next email is from Zapper. Highly cast. My name is Zapper. I've been listening for almost a year now and love the show. Old episodes keep me company on long drives. A few episodes ago, you guys were discussing co-op games to play with your partners, and I wanted to suggest It Takes Two. I played through it with a friend and plan to play through again with my girlfriend. I think it's in my top two favorite co-op games ever, along with Portal 2, and I had an amazing time playing the game. The story is great. The characters are fun, and the gameplay is amazing. There's different mechanics for every level, and they all feel really good to play. I also heard Colton discussing disc golf last week, um, and that's my main sport. I love it so much. I wanted to ask Colton and maybe Nick, since he's been to an event, what your favorite disc is and if you have a favorite pro player to watch. My favorite is Anova Pig. Feels like a get-out-of-jail-free card no matter where I throw it from, especially forehand. Uh, and my favorite pro is Ricky Waisaki. Uh, he's always super positive and makes huge putts like no one else can. Since this is a league podcast, I guess I should ask a league question quickly to wrap up this already long email, which I will not apologize for the length of. Uh, up, I'm a low ELO 80 carry player, and I always find it difficult to survive early laning, especially against engaged supports. I mostly play Jinx. What do you guys suggest I work on to be able to survive early without sacrificing too much farm? Thanks, and I changed my mind. Sorry for the length of this email, Zapper. Um, so I think is it takes two the the playstation exclusive one because i th i feel like it is but no it's not it's a, it's available on a bunch of things so maybe i'll i uh, i will play it at some point but i i have heard really good things about it yeah i've definitely heard about it. i've not really ever looked into it yeah but uh, I'll um keep it on the radar colton do you have a favorite disc and pro player not really i, I don't really watch much professional disc golf uh, do you watch just, any is the is the question uh i'll watch like a highlight reel every now and then or okay. like you know there'll be like a, a post put somewhere where it's just like look at this absolutely ridiculous putt or drive or something um and i know mm -hmm. you know one of our listeners little barnabas will like send me links because he's also a big fan he'll be like hey did you see like this shot on the 17th hole and i was like yeah no but i'll watch it <laughs> um in terms of like a favorite disc, um, I've got one that I can't remember the name of. It's, it's just like not even like branded. I got it used and it's just like a clear disc. Uh, it's a driver that I just like really like the feel of. Um, but I'm, I'm still going through like a lot of experimenting on which discs I like and don't like. So no, no real favorites at this point, but maybe that'll change in the next you know six months to a year um but but yeah i mean i'm looking forward to uh i was talking with a little barnabas about it. i was like i i hope i find one that i really really vibe with and that i just like oh i suddenly got 10 percent better because i found a disc i really like yeah it uh um genuinely no idea sometimes i i mean i don't even have a full set so sometimes i'll do a like a mid-range as a driver because i don't have a driver uh or you know i'll borrow a friends and we'll just have like a set of two a driver and a uh a, like a mid-range or whatever i'll i'll um, send you one dude they're cheap we can get you a set of discs <laughs> i mean it's it's also not a big deal i don't i don't do yeah. it a ton uh that's the only event i've ever watched in my entire life um so i genuinely have no idea who pro players are um, but Hey, that's awesome. Uh, as a low ELO 80 carry player to survive early laning. 
Um, so this is definitely the the strongest like meta for or the strongest elo I would say for um, excuse me uh, for engage supports. So it can be a little challenging, I guess, depending on who the engage support is. I would say run um, cleanse instead of heal, which I assume you run every game. Um, uh, you know, a cleanse versus a, a thresh, for instance. You know, if you get hooked, boom, instant instant cleanse. Um, and the fight is like changed. If you get exhausted, you can cleanse that. If you get ignited, you can cleanse that. Uh, a lot of like lower elo supports will overlap CC and um, um, summoner spells. So you'll get ignited and stunned, which by itself is not, you know, a bad thing on the supports part. But if you have cleanse, you can cleanse both. Um, and, you know, that'll do more than the than the Grievous Wounds cut healed mm-hmm. summoner spell that you have anyway. Yeah, outside um, of this... Or did you, if you have more, go ahead. I, I, I was just going to move on. I mean, it's it uh, one of the, you know, a big thing is, is you know, respecting your opponent's range. Um, figure out how long, you know, Leona's Zenith Blade is, her E, um, and then play around that. If you're never in range of, of these characters, especially as Jinx, it'll be hard to die to them. Um, definitely easier said than done because that obviously these characters are playable at higher elo, so it's not, mm-hmm. a, you know, a perfect formula. Um but the, I would say those two are the um, the the two best uh, tips I could give. Yeah, I would I would mention also like specifically for Jinx. Sometimes just put your traps down like on your feet to be able to secure the CS. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, the three range minions are about to die, and I have to walk up towards a Leona to get them. Put the traps at your feet. If she ease you, she's gonna get stunned, and you'll be able to make it out. Um, I would say, in general, lean towards using your summoner spells earlier rather than later. I have died so many times because I flashed too late and like still took the last auto, or I healed when I was yeah. low and they got execute damage or they you know ignited me. That's something I've been doing a lot more very recently. Is like Leona lands the E on me, I heal right away. Um, mm-hmm. You know it one will discourage them from trying to continue an all in even if they like still do have the damage for it and then again depending on who you're playing against like if they have ignite i got my full value heal instead of half value if i'm playing against a character with execute damage which pretty much every ad carry will because of coup de gras um right it's going to just be more effective there but the biggest tip i could honestly give you is like it's okay to give up CS. Um, like, obviously you want to avoid it, but if you're going to die, if you like, if you try and get that caster minion, you might die. Yeah. Caster minion's not worth that much gold. No, absolutely um, not. Mm-hmm. And like, you can get hopefully to a lane state that'll be better. And, and that would be another big thing, which is more, more difficult to do. But like, if you're in a good position with your wave, it's a lot better. Like if you have a freeze outside of your tower and you've got like bush control, that engage support is no longer like a big dangerous thing you're afraid of versus like if you're pushed up and you have to worry about the Nautilus queuing you, you're like, oh fuck, I'm like, I, I can't farm. Um, yeah. So that that's definitely going to be a big thing is like wave position. Mm-hmm. That that's a very very hard thing to learn, um, yeah. and is not is not done optimally at any elo up to probably professional. 
Yeah. So. I mean, any any player in the entire world, like nobody does it perfectly every game. Yeah. Some mm. players get it ninety five percent right most games, but like that's the the goal that like everyone's striving for. So, if yeah. you can again, if you, I don't know how you say you're low elo, I don't know how familiar you are with like wave states and trying to manipulate that. But if you're against an engaged support and you can get it frozen in front of your tower that's really really helpful as well as it like not only does it kind of cut them off and stop them from doing what they want to do mm-hmm. you'll also be able to like much more easily start chipping down their health bar because they can't really engage on you yeah uh so hopefully that's helpful zapper awesome next email from chames hello everyone uh if this has been covered before on an older episode feel free to not read it on air I was just thinking about old items and how much I miss Static Shiv on Yasuo. Thought it was a really fun item. My question is, are there any old items you miss? uh, Or are there any old items you think would be fun to try with new champions? Oh, it's really hard because I I mean, I think a lot of the items were removed for good reason. Um, I don't think there are items that were like in a good spot that i would say were balanced and and removed um so that's tough <laughs> there are definitely items i i miss and again i think that the game is probably better for, for not having them in the game mm-hmm. um like i absolutely loved feral flare i was a, a big feral flare advocate um even jumping back further like riggles lantern as a ad jungle item was super good it it was Mm -hmm. the stats were so good that ad carries built it too but i did really like the idea of like a mid-range item where it was like 1700 gold or so so it's not like a full legendary yeah it is going to take up a slot it's going to really improve your jungle clear and like you get one ward Right, so mm. it's like you get additional vision, and so like a jungler can have that without it being like, oh, our team has three sight stones because there were, were sight stones back then in the game too. Yeah, um, I, I think it would be interesting if they put back another like kind of middle of the road jungly item that did that. But I, I think right now the system where you just buy regular items and you get your smite choice is a much more mm. elegant solution to like having to purchase jungle items like you used to back in the day. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think it, it was good. Maybe it needed a cap um, versus like scaling infinitely uh, it is, I guess my um, suspicion, but, or my, uh, my thoughts on it. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't miss any old item because I think old items were inherently either broken uh in in one one way or another or just not picked at all yeah so another like one... do i miss death fire grasp combos yeah absolutely yeah do i think it's a very very good thing that it was removed for the game yes 100 percent. yeah and, and, I, and i'm with you there where it's like i'm the, the game is better off for not having them but you you bet your ass i miss purchasing heart of gold on shen jungle like yeah uh, do I want Leviathan back? Absolutely. Why Why wouldn't I want an item that gives me like 900 health and like 25% damage reduction if I'm uber fed on a tank? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the changes I think have been mostly all in the right direction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks for the email, James. 
Awesome. Um, the next email is from Big Mike. What's up, guys? Just wanted to ask which. Uh, oh, this is for our our roundtable. Um, so yeah, it was uh, when he sent he in. So thank you, Mike. <laughs> Ezreal, true. If he doesn't have his gauntlet, yeah, probably be his ass. Uh, then the true next email is from Dro Hernandez, who says, "Hi, my name is Dro. Uh, I played PUBG competitively many moons ago." I played TFT to take a break from sweaty tryharding a game and then decided to try Summoner's Rift. I instantly fell in love with the game, placing the prestige I uh, placing in the prestige iron as soon as I hit level 30. I climbed to silver eventually and have gotten uh, two promos for gold. I just can't seem to get out of silver. I'm hard stuck as I'm losing 18 to 19 per loss and gaining 12 per win. My last 20 games have a 70% win rate though, although my overall win rate in my last 500 games is 50%. Uh, I'm in pike support. And like every silver player to roam this earth, I feel as though I should be gold. I've realized it is very hard to climb out of low elo as pike support because I usually need a halfway decent A to carry to capitalize on my hooks and stuns. So sometimes I venture into Trundle Jungle. This started about a week ago. Thinking a jungler can single-handedly win a game for a team. That is my why my win rate is so high right now. I made a 73% win rate with Trundle Jungle. Besides the last seven days, I do not play jungle. I'm not sure if it's the best idea due to me not knowing the role as well as I know support, but it's proving to be fruitful. Apologies for the lengthy email, but I'm really looking into suggestions here. I've played every role, but really like support because I hate farming, though right now jungle is seeming like the way to go. All I, of this is to ask, should I switch to jungle bane due to the ability to carry a low elo team, play support since I know it well, or uninstall the game because I'm silver trash can? Thanks for the help. Dro. P.S. I was driving to work one day and got tired of listening to music every day. Typed League of Legends podcast on Spotify and I found this podcast. It's super chill and I love listening to Roundtable and Mail Fight. Thanks for keeping me awake on my hour commute to work. Jesus, hour. Um, you inspired me to do a podcast one day. Keep up the great work and now drink some water since I made you uh, read all of this out loud. Thanks, Dro. Whew. Um, hey, go for, go for, make your own podcast. I think it's really fun. It's, it's something I look forward to each week. Uh, and it's a, a good way to keep up with the boys, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so to answer your question, I mean, again, ultimately do what you're enjoying and, and it is working for you. seems like Trundle Jungle is working very well for you. So I would continue doing it. Um, I, I think knowing the intricacies of jungle is, not as needed at, at low elo and i think not even entirely needed in general like i think right now jungle's at a state where you can just like turbo farm and like go to dragon and not need to know a whole lot about pathing um some games it'll work out some games it won't but again like if, if you're enjoying it keep doing it if it's working keep doing it and you'll learn more as you continue like you're you're always going to be more familiar on one thing than another, and you can just learn those other things. Um, it might be a, a small hit to you in the short term, but you'll probably learn things that you can apply and will be better off for you in the long term. Um, outside of that, I mean, you definitely can hard carry in the jungle, um, and I think in, in a lower elo, it's probably easier to do that. I think Trundle's really good for that because he can outduel most characters. He's really good at, you know, team fights around dragon. So, I mean, keep it up, man. I think you should switch to jungle. Um, it sounds like you're having success. It sounds like you still enjoy it. Uh, Q jungle support secondary. 
Um, I am of the opinion that Jungle is almost literally the only um, o- only role that matters. Uh, if you have a good jungler, chances are you're going to win. If you have a bad jungler, chances are you're going to lose. Uh, you can eliminate that by just being the good jungler. It seems like you're doing a great job. Um, but they just have so much pressure across the entire map. Um, you know, if you fall behind, it can be pretty hard to play the game. However, it is very difficult. It is harder, I would say, to fall behind in the jungle than it is on most other roles because it is very, um, it is something you can plan out outside of a game and see how the, the, you know, you can, you can plan your, your levels one to three, you know, I'm going to clear bot side gank into recall into top side, uh, you know, clear red and then instantly gank mid again. Like, you, you know, you can, you can plan these things out and take advantage of some of the strengths of your champion. You know, if you, Hey, I'm going to level two gank is Nunu. Like, fuck it. I'm going to burn flashes and then I'm going to clear my bot side, get level three and then come back, you know, versus a flashless lane. And I don't really care about the other side of my jungle because I'm playing Nunu and I'm level three. Um, I, I think the role itself just has the most power, um of of any of the five roles so if you're enjoying it i would say stick with it i think jungle is incredibly rewarding uh it can feel really good to you know single-handedly win the game like you're saying by ganking and 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 clearing camps quickly so when are you going to become a jungle main unironically i'm i'm thinking about it you should uh I, I think I'm I think I'm going to um I don't think I'm good enough right now to like to get to masters playing jungle um but hey maybe one day uh i do think he like trundle has some issues in the jungle he does tend to win a lot of the 1v1 matchups however you know if you're playing against like a shivana um she's just going to scale and out farm you and if you're not able to to find the successful early ganks you know suddenly she's up five camps and and an item on you uh and there's not much you can do in that situation because you can only beat stuff with your club so so fast um so i would say I mean, currently, I think Zach's in a really strong spot as someone who can clear pretty quickly and get successful ganks off. Um, Shivana, but she takes a little bit more, um, you know, jungle camp tracking. Uh, she's a little bit weaker early and scales pretty, pretty hard. Um, and then, I mean, Udyr and Volibear, I think, are, are always going to be really solid junglers. Uh, maybe after the rework, Udyr will be more or less solid. Um, but yeah, stick it up or stick with it. If you enjoy trundle keep playing trundle you know he's he's picked in pro play he has some tough matchups but none that i think are make him absolutely worthless so or you can you can learn poppy who is single-handedly taking over um competitive league of legends right now so keep it up good luck Joe. yeah and final email for this show is from our man he says hey league cast crew you've mentioned before that you would like to see more items included in the game just wondering what your thoughts are on adding items with more unique actives but low stats. For example, League having its own version of Dota's Blink Dagger. I think giving players a chance of sacrificing an item slot for an item with no stats but a powerful active would be interesting. What do you think? Do you want to see more items like this in the game? Would it be difficult to balance? And are there any items from other games that you would like to see in League? Keep up the great podcast, Arman. Um, so... It would, it, yes, it would be difficult to balance. I think that's the easiest of these questions to answer. Yeah. It so the thing is, like, balance. the reason you would have a an ability with, um, or I'm sorry, the reason you would have an item with low stats and a very and a and a unique active 
is because that unique active would have to be incredibly powerful. Um, so Dota's Blink Dagger is a really good uh, um, comparison. So it has upgrade paths now, but that's a relatively recent thing. Initially, you know, it's 2250 gold uh, for a Blink. And it has zero stats. It takes up an item slot. However, it is core on so many characters because the Blink is such a powerful tool to engage to combo to escape like it has so many Mm -hmm. versatile uses on a pretty low cooldown i think it's uh i think it's 15 seconds if i'm remembering correctly i haven't played it in a while uh and it is it's i would say it's probably it's probably like three quarters uh, three quarters of the screen you know blink range so it is incredibly powerful it has zero stats, and I, I'm I'm just not sure if that would work in League of Legends because I think the way that League is balanced, you know, there there are some trade offs for for certain things, but I don't think that Leona having a blink dagger with a sh- super short cooldown would be balanced, and I don't think it ever could be without blink dagger just being an utterly garbage like item, you know. It, yeah, so it's, it, it's I feel like it's going to be one of those things where. Yes, I would love to see it added. I think it would add some really interesting gameplay. However, I think it turns into buy the item because it's OP or don't buy the item because it's absolute trash. And I think there's really no in between. Yeah, I think the the closest thing we have right now is is just stopwatch where people will buy it just for one fight and then get rid of it. And, you know, it, it builds into really good items, which, you know, people do buy all the time. I I think League has avoided and, again, probably wouldn't at any point put in more active items that are just the active. I, I think it could be interesting if they, you know, adjusted some active items so that more of the stats are in the active and, and less are in the item. Um, so, like, for example, if we took Locket, like double the shield and cut the stats of the item in half is something yeah. they could do. And I think that's like, as far as league might go where it's like, okay, you know, here you go. Here's your big active and the stats, of the item aren't great. Cause like, mm-hmm. I think the other like big example would be, you know, Zonia's where it's an okay item, but nobody really buys it because they're like, yeah, I want to have like a little bit of haste, some AP and armor, right? Like you buy it because of the active and it has stats because if it was just the active, it, like you would just be completely useless for having gone mm-hmm. on item. Um, you know, I, I think that Hourglass is, is a strong enough active that they could probably cut the stats even further and make that more of a choice instead of it being like a most mages buy this every single game, even if there's not a big threat that they're trying to avoid. Um, but I, I think that it's in a pretty good state across league. Um, they, they certainly could add more um, actives, but you know, to your point of us talking about adding items, like I want to see more items that are very situational, and you could do that with an active or with a regular item. But it's like I just I want to see more items where it's like okay, I get to choose to buy this one in twenty games, but that one game it feels great. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's 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 a mixed bag. Obviously, I think it would be really cool, but I think it would be really hard to balance. So it um, could make for yeah. a really fun game mode, though. 
Yes, absolutely. Right. I, where I mean, you're like, you're yeah, like, yeah. Here's here's Nexus Blitz. You've got three item slots for real items and three for silly actives, <laughs> or just yeah. like mm-hmm. we've put in twenty new active items that cost like a thousand each. Go nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that'll do it. Thank you, Armin, for your email. And thank you all for listening. If you want to send us an email, it's mail at leecastpodcast.com. Watch us on Twitch at keenlar.bluebasket and leecastfrost. Uh, you can tweet at us on leecast. We are leecast on Facebook. Join our Discord server, discord.gg slash leecast. Visit our website, leecastpodcast.com. And finally, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash leecast. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.